Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Today is another good day, isn't it? Um, because this is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know about you, but I'm really happy and glad that I'm alive living it. Thank you guys for joining in. I'm going live stream on YouTube and I'm uh, going live on my podcast. You guys can uh, jo- uh, follow me on my podcast, Spotify. Um, Arthur Pearly Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys for dropping in, and I, I pray that you pray a share. If you'd like to support us, hit our support button on our um, anchor.fm page also, um, on Google Podcasts as well. Okay, but some people are having trouble, older people are having trouble um, tuning in, getting it started, and stuff like that. So I decided to do videos also so they can see it both ways. But I have a question. I have a question. You know I have a question. I have a question. And my question is, what are you hungry for? (laughs) What are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? We're getting ready to um, tap into this real in just one moment. Um, But before I do, we're going to pray. You know we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you that you watch over your word to perform it, Lord God, and your word, it will not return void. So Father God, we ask that you give us a rhema word so we can see and hear what the spirit of the living God is saying to us. And Father, we ask you for wisdom in advance to show us how to do what we know, how to do what we hear. For you told us to be doers of your word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. Um, so Father God, you wish that none should perish, that we should all come into um, knowledge of our, your son, Jesus Christ, and have everlasting life. Therefore, Holy Spirit, Father, we ask that you just draw us by your spirit and that you just show your goodness to those who don't know you, Father God, so that they will be drawn to you. For you said it's the goodness of God that draws a man to repentance. And Father God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor as you watch over this word and it will not return unto you void, Father. And I thank you for anointing my lips of clay as we begin um, to reveal and expose the devices of our enemy, God, the devil. Okay. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. You guys, again, thank you so much for joining in. Again, I got to ask the question, what are you hungry for? Um, If I had to give this a title, I would call it appetite and appetizers. (laughs) You know, um, I remember years ago, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is it that causes us to lose our desire for the things of God? Um, He said, it's because when you're hungry, um, when you're full of something else, you're not going to be hungry um, for the word of God when you're already full right? So when we're full of the world, we're not going to be hungry for the word. How many of you guys know that? And so this is why some of us have backslidden and don't even realize or understand how uh, or what happened. Um, but the Bible tells us um, in First John 2 and 15, he says, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. This is NLT. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasures, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So what are you hungry for? What are you craving? Because when we start desiring the things of the world, we lose our desire for the word. Okay. Um, uh, King James says, uh, for, for the world offers, it talks about um, love not the world nor the things of the world. Right. For when we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. For the world uh, what is the love of the world? The lust of the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Um, those are the three things the King James um, call it in here. But it says when we're craving for physical pleasure. In other words, what is craving for physical pleasure? Um, when we want to do what our flesh wants to do. How many of you know that the flesh don't want to do what God wants to do? Um, because the flesh is enmity against God. Therefore, the Bible tells us, 
that if we walk in the spirit, if we walk in love, if we walk in fellowship with the Father, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is it to walk in fellowship with the Father? To walk in fellowship with the Father is to walk in agreement with, with the Holy Spirit, with, in agreement with His Word, right? We cannot live contrary to the Word of God and still be in the will of God. So what happens? What happens when we backslide? What happens when we, our appetite for the Word begins to change? Well, that's because we been teased. There's an apple teaser. There's the devil trying to entice us, um, trying to draw us away by our own evil desires, right? Um, James tells us that when a man is tempted, it's because he's drawn away by his own evil desires, right? Let's pull this up real quick here. So when our appetite begins to change, it's because we're hungering and thirsting after the things of the world, and not after the things of, not the word, but the things of the world. Okay, so let's, let's look that up. What are you hungry for? What's your appetite like? Are you thirsty and hungry for the word of God, for the things of God? Or are you thirsty and hungry um, for the things of the world? What's tempting you? We're tempted when we're drawn away by our own evil desires. Right? Let me pull this up. When we're drawn away. James tells us this. He said, James 1.14, But each one is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. So I like to tell people that the devil is tempting us with what's already inside of us. For example, if smoking is not a problem for you, then that's not going to be a temptation for you. But he tempts us with the things that we like. He tempts us with the things that we want, what, that our flesh want. And when he does that, it causes our flesh to crave um, the lust of the cravings of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the uh, lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, causing us to boast, become boastful and prideful within ourselves. Um, within our own accomplishments and our own achievements. Proverbs says, let the mouth of someone else praise you, the lips of another and not that of your own. Why is this? Because God is saying, I don't want you to become haughty. I don't want you to get into the pride of life because that's not from me. That's from the world. So when we lose our hunger and our appetite for the things of God, that's because we're being drawn away by the love of the world. So the Bible says, love not the world nor the things of the world, because when we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. But each person is tempted when he is uh, drawn away by his own evil desires. So how do we how do we change our desires? Well, relationship, relationship, delighting ourselves in the Lord, right? It says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Let me, let me start at, that's uh, James 1.14. Let me start at James 1.13. Okay. When, pe- when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So when we're feeling tempted to do the wrong thing, we instantly know that that's not from the Father, right? That's the devil operating through what's known the works of our flesh. And he's trying to get, he's trying to change our appetite. He's trying to drag drag us off course by causing us to crave the lust of the flesh, the things of the world, which is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Remember, love not the world nor the things of the world, because when we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. So when we begin to lose our love for God, that's because we're loving the world, right? So let me let me go back. I'm trying not trying to stick with this. James 1 and 13, it says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Now, verse 14 is going to tell what happens when we're tempted. When we're tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. This is how the devil is able to trick us out of the truth. 14 says, But each one is tempted when by his own evil desires he is lured away and enticed. It says his own evil desires. 
It says a man is tempted by his own evil desires. The devil is tempting us with what's already inside of us. And the goal is to draw our focus off God and to draw our focus on him. It's caused us to not desire the things of God, but start desiring the things of the world. The lust, how? Through the lust of the eyes, the lust of the uh, flesh and the pride of life. So 15 tells us, James 1, 14, 15 says, Then after desires has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Right? Isn't that what happened in the Garden of Eden? In Genesis 3 and 6, I always tell people, um, the Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. So um, what's going on now has already been done. When God says he's doing a, a new thing, he's doing something different, but it's already been done. What's going on now has already been done. Ecclesiastes said there's nothing new. The situation and circumstances may be, you know, different, um, but it's going to circle itself back around and repeat the patterns. These afros that they start wearing and this natural look, you know, we were doing that way back in the 70s, right? Um, The bell bottoms that they're wearing now, that's already been done. We're not doing anything that new. It just may be a little, you know, fancier or you know different fabrics or whatever but there's nothing new under the sun what's going on now has already been done situation and circumstance is a little different but it's there's nothing new under the sun but each one is um so the devil is tempting us by our own evil desires so how do we change our desires um because we have to change our desires in order to change our spiritual appetite you know we when we want something to eat it's usually because we're tasting it or we're tempted by it or maybe we've seen something on television that says oh you know I want that I don't know about you but I've had that happen but um the Bible tells us to do how do we change our desires by delighting ourselves in the Lord this is how we change our desires from the ways of the world back to 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 God let's read the English standard version Psalms 37 and 4 so we change our desires by delighting ourselves in the Lord. Psalms 37 and 4 says, English Standard Version, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, come on now, really think about it. To delight means to take pleasure in. You ever been around someone and say, oh, so they are so delightful to be around. I enjoy their company. You know, um, they're just, it's just pleasant, you know, and then you have some people and you don't, you hate to see them coming. Um, okay. But the Lord said, I want you to delight yourself in me. Why is this? Why does he say delight yourself first? Because when we delight ourselves in the Lord, our desires are going to change to his desires. After we delight ourselves in the Lord, Psalms 37 and four says, then what's going to happen after we delight ourselves in the Lord? That's when he's going to turn around and give us the desires of our heart. Why is this? Because there's no way you can be in the presence of the Lord, fellowshipping with the Lord, and your desires not be his desires. So the Lord says, I'm going to give you, because we know that God is not going to give us any evil thing. If an evil man knows how to good good gifts to his father, how much more do you say to father? Every good and perfect gift comes from the father. So, um... The Lord is not going to give us an evil desire. And our desires, he's going to give us his desires. Because when we get in his presence, it's going to change our desires. How many of you know to walk in fellowship with the Lord, we have to walk in agreement with his word? How can two walk together? Amos 3 and 3 asks the question, except they both agree. So when we delight ourselves in the Lord, we're fellowshipping with him. We're taking pleasure in him. I'm spending time in his presence. It's going to change our desires to his desires. We can't, I can't walk in with, um, I can't fellowship with the Lord and without walking in agreement with him. Two cannot walk together except they both agree. And this is the problem here too. This is why our appetite has changed because when we begin to desire the things of the world, it takes us away from the word. Matthew 6 and 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and and mammon, you know, money. Um, But I'm saying this too to say, um, what, what has changed your appetite? What is it? What desire is the devil using you to pull you off course? 
that cause us not to desire is the things of the Lord. What are you full of? Because see, when you're hungry, when you're full, you're not hungry. So we're full of the, when we're full of the world, the W-O-R-L-D, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, we're not going to be hungry for the W-O-R-D. So the devil is, uh, is uh, tempting us with what's already inside of us. And he's got our focus. He's taken our, got us off course. Um, but the apostle Paul asked the Galatians, what hindered you? You know, you was once running so well. And now here they come trying to say that you need to be circumcised. You know, they was trying to bring them back up under the old covenant. But my question to you is, what happened to you? You was once running so well. You was on fire for God. You was serving the Lord. And then someone came with their word curses. And they said, oh, that's going to die out. I used to be just like that. The devil is a liar. How many of you know that your romance with the Holy Ghost, your romance, your fellowship, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ does not have to die out? Your fire, your desire and your fire for God does not have to die. But it's the devil, it's the cares of the world. It's when we decide, when we want to do what we want, then we don't care about what God wants. Yes, I said that. There's no condemnation. You know there's no condemnation, but this is a teachable moment because we have to know the truth in order to be set free from a lie. Remember our John 8, 32. Well, the devil is seducing you. Isn't that what he did to Eve in the garden? He tricked her out of the truth. This is a spirit of deception. This is a spirit of deception. Remember Genesis 3 and 6, it says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eyes, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom, she took the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband. So he enticed her by the lust of her eyes. Eyes, right? She saw that the tree was good. So he began to entice her with what she could see. Here's, here's the spirit of the world, right? Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Let's go back and get it word for word. Love not the world, nor the things of the world. For when we do not love the world, 1 John 2.15, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. So our love for the world is killing our love for God. And this is why the fire has kindled down, has dwindled down. You know how we say we have to rekindle the fire, the fire, the zest in our marriage has gone out. And it's, you know, we have to rekindle that. It, it, it's not too late. This, there's no condemnation. This is something that um, after we finish today, we're going to know how to rekindle it. And it's like I'm telling you here, because I don't think it's fair to tell people to preach the problem and not tell them the solution. Uh, not tell them the promise. So the way we're going to rekindle this fire, our love for God and our desires for the things of the world is by delighting ourselves in the Lord. And again, as we begin to delight ourselves in the Lord, uh, fellowshipping with him, worshiping with him, come back to your first love. Okay. We have to come back to our first love. Um, We will begin to fall in love with him all over again as we spend time with them. It's just like any other relationship. We have to rekindle the fire. We have to delight, take pleasure and delight ourselves in the Lord. You know, when we run from God, we're running from good. Not that we can run from God, but another, when we say to him, I don't, you know, like the prodigal son, I don't want this anymore. I want to go and take my goods, give me my inheritance, and I want to go out here and I want to party and I want to squander them all in the world. Um, what we're saying is, I don't want what you want. I know what you want, but I don't want what you want. I want to do what I want to do. That's really what we're saying. It says, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. So there Eve, she saw the tree, right? The lust of the flesh. It was the lust of the flesh, then the lust of the eyes. It said that she saw that the tree was good, Genesis 3 and 6. Right, so she saw the lust of the flesh, that the tree was good and that it was pleasing to her eyes, the lust of the eyes. You see how he's enticing her? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, 
This is the spirit of the world. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. This is the demonic spirit. This is the serpent. This is the Satan. This is the demon. Okay. This is his devices. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So I always tell people, if you want to know how something's done, go back to how it first happened. So this was the first sin in the earth, right? So this is how he got he got her. He got her through the lust of the flesh. Because she saw that the tree was good. She saw that the man looked good. He saw that the woman looked good. You know, it, it, the, the desires of the world, that's what got the prodigal son, right? He was enticed. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to take his money. He wanted to take his inheritance. And he just wanted to go and live his life. It was the spirit of the world. It was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life that drew him away from the love of God. We cannot have double divided loyalty. We can't serve God and the world. There's going to be a conflict of interest. Now, I'm not talking about change because, you know, I did a video on that, the process of change. Um, but the thing is that even, you know, as believers, we're going to fall down. But a righteous man, he'll fall down seven times, several times, and he's going to keep getting back up. Why is this? Because his desire is still to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to fall down because we don't know it all. None of us have arrived and we're still learning or we're still going faith to faith and glory to glory. But the thing is, it's like a child that's growing from an infant to a, a, a toddler to a, to a teenager to an adult. You know, the falls are less in between, but we're still falling because... We don't know it all. So the, God says my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And the NLT version says, I believe, my people are destroyed because they don't know me. One version says my people are destroyed because they don't know me. A lack of knowledge. And these are the areas that the enemy is infiltrating in our lives. These are the open doors in which he's gaining access. So what we have to do is close those open doors, and it's, you know, those doors that we know about, and um, put the devil out. So when we lose our hunger for God and we lose our desires for the things of God, we don't want to read anymore. We don't want to um, fellowship anymore. We don't want to talk about God. We just want to sit there and do Netflix all day. We don't want to spend any time in the Word. Um, what's happening here? You're being seduced by a seducing spirit. And, you know, when we're picking, well, I want to do this over this. I prefer to do this than read the Word. I prefer to watch TV than to do this. There's no condemnation. I'm just trying to show you that this is a seducing spirit. And he's cunning and he's crafty. And the Lord said, um, be sober and uh, be alert in First Peter. Because your adversary, the devil, is going about seeking whom he can devour. So the devil can't just devour anybody. This is why he has to go around looking for somebody to devour. So he wants to catch us asleep spiritually. He wants to catch us off guard. He wants to get us cause us to be unaware of what's going on around us. The fact that this man is flirting with you. Um, even don't, don't uh, send me messengers and messenger. I'm a married woman. And this is what I tell you. And if you guys cannot respect it, then I'll have to take you off my page. Okay. Um, this page is for ministry only. Okay. That's what this is about. Okay. So, um, if the Bible is telling us here, I had to throw that in there, but when, um, you, uh, you can't be friends with somebody that likes you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're flirting um, with the devil. That's temptation. You're going to open yourself up to temptation. If you don't like the person the way they like you, then you, you can't be friends with them because they're going to always have an agenda. Their, your agenda is going to be one thing and their agenda is going to be another thing. So don't, um, don't put yourself, make no provisions for your flesh, Okay. Um, that, that was just something extra. But here I am. I'm talking about how the serpent seduced Eve. It was when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. He, she was, she, it was like spiritual adultery, right? And now adultery starts. The, they see that she looks good. They saw that he looks good and that they was pleasing to the eyes and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. It's something I can get out of this. Something good I can get out of this. This was all about what she wanted. It was all about what he wanted. It was all about what we wanted. It had nothing to do with God, right? It was all about the works of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because she she, she said, well, this is going to cause me to be wise. She didn't know who she was. And so the devil was able to seduce her and deceive her. Because she didn't know she was already wise. She didn't know that she would, was already like God. 
he's t- the serpent told her that he know that in the day that you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that you're going to be like God, knowing good from evil. She didn't know that she was already like God because she was already created in his own image and likeness. And when we don't know that we're already like God as he is, so are we in this world. Okay, when we don't know who we are in Christ, then the enemy, just like he seduced her, same, there go we. Because there's nothing new under the sun. Um, The devil's using the same tactics. How many of you know that he's the creator of nothing? What he does is take what God has already created and he perverts it. He puts a perverted twist on it. This is why to call things that are good evil, that's ignorant. The computer is not ignorant. It's the person that's using evil. It's the person that's using the computer that's evil. Facebook is not evil. It's what people are trying to use it for to post porno or whatever. That's evil. Okay. So let's let's keep it good. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. It's how you use it. Money is not evil. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. But money is not evil. It's what you do with it. And you're the one that's evil because the money itself can't do anything. You're the ones that have that spend it on whatever whatever it is that you do. Okay, um, let's, I'm trying to get back on this. But when we lose our desire and our fire and our hunger for the things of God, for the word of God, for the will of God, for the ways of God, it's because we're being tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's a seducing spirit that's coming to take us off track. That's how the first sin was ever committed. Read Genesis 3 and 6. And when you do, look at it from this angle. The lust of the flesh. She saw that the tree was good for food. The lust of the eyes. It was pleasing to the eyes. And the pride of life. That it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. Oh, this going to make me wise. I'm going to get something out of this. Boastful. She wanted to be boastful and prideful. Okay, so those are the three ways. This is the same way that the devil operates in our lives. There's nothing new under the sun. A man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own evil desires. So what's in us, the devil's using what's in us um, to tempt us, to draw us out, to draw us away. And then we know, too, that he did the exact same thing with Jesus when he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He used the same tactics. I'm trying to show you here, there's nothing new under the sun. The devil is using the same tactics. Whenever you're being tempted, look at these three doors. These are the three temptations of Christ. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life. Let's prove it. Matthews 4. Let's look at Matthews 4 and 1 when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, right? Okay. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So what happens here? Let's see what happens here. I'm going to pull up the whole thing. So, Matthews 4, which version is this? Here we are. Matthews 4. Matthews 4 and 2. Okay, so after he uh, fasted 40 days and 4 nights, he was hungry. Okay, he was hungry. And then the tempter came to him and said here's the devil he was hungry okay so here's the devil coming to tempt him to try to draw draw him off course by we're finna see these three and three in operation these are the temptations of christ the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life these are the three temptations that the devil sends on assignment against you to pull you away from the love of God because the love of the world remember the love not the world nor the things of the world because when we love the world the love of the father is not in us loving the world the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the pride of life is going to cause us to lose our fire and our love for God so here he comes tempting Jesus in Matthews 4 and 4 okay but uh, three, the tempter came to him and said, because after he finished fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, right? So Matthew 4 and 3 says, the tempter came to him and said, 
if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread, right? But Jesus answered, it is written, man should live, not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So here he is coming to tempt him with the lust of the flesh. His flesh was hungry. His flesh wanted food. What are you hungry for? Whatever it is that you're hungry for, it's going, the devil is going to tempt you with it. Are you hungry for the word or are you hungry for the world? Are you hungry for the things of God or are you hungry for the things of the world? When we're hungry for the things of the world, the devil is coming to tempt us. Okay, so here he comes with the lust of the flesh. This is the very temptation, right? There's nothing new under the sun. He did this to Eve in the garden. Everything the devil did, Jesus had to come and undo. It was for this purpose, the Bible says, that the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So I like to say everything the devil came to do, Jesus had to come to undo. He had to redeem us from the curse. So here it is. Eve ate the fruit. She saw it, right? She was drawn to it. And she ate it. But here he's trying that same trick with Jesus after he's hungry. Right. Why would he try to tempt him with anything else? Food was a thing that was bought. His flesh wanted. Right. So he was trying to tempt Jesus with the thing that he wanted, with the thing that he needed, which was food. But Jesus said it's written. And this is why I say we're in a word war. When the tempter comes to tempt you with what's inside of you, our job is to speak the word. Right to hold up our shield of faith, to quench the fiery darts, those lies, to have on the breastplate of righteousness to protect our heart so we can know who we are. Because you look at this verse in Matthew 4 and 3 and we see that he's he's testing his character because he said, if you are the son of God. (laughs) But Jesus knew who he was. So we have to know who we are so when the tempter comes, He won't be able to pull us out of character. He won't be able to try to convince us of anything other than. Eve was already like God, but she didn't know who she was. And so he tempted her her, by her ignorance also. She didn't know who she was. And when we don't know who we are, then the, the tempter will come for us too. It's important. We have to know who we are in Christ because after we preach to others, so we ourselves don't become a castaway. In other words, after I tell you not to steal, I won't be tempted to steal. I won't go out and steal. I'm just, you know, we're just using it. But here we see in Matthews 4 and 3, he said, if you, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. The devil knew that Jesus was the son of God. He's trying to see if he knew. So you guys pick up my book, Understanding Your Identity in Christ. It's a study guide. It's real easy. It's going to help you to understand who you are in Christ. We got to know who we got to know our new identity. Second Corinthians five and seventeen tells us: If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things passed away. Behold, look, see, all things have become new. So we have to find out who we are in Christ as new creations in Christ Jesus because the real loss is the spirit. That's another teaching. I'm not going to go there. But Jesus answered this written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Then we go into verse five, Matthew four and five. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Here he go again. Verse six. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. <laughs> he always trying to mess with our identity. We have to know who we are. Jesus knew who he was. He was secure in his identity in Christ Jesus. So here he is coming again. First, it was the lust of the eye, the work of the flesh, because he was hungry. Now it's the lust of the eyes, because he's trying to tempt him with something that he can see. I'm trying to tell you, these are the tactics that the devil used to draw us off course, to cause to draw us into the world because when he can draw us into the world he can draw us away from the the word he can draw us away from god because remember god said if you if you love the world then the love of the father is not in us and so we don't have the we don't have the love of the god in us we're not going to be obedient to god this is the process of backsliding so when you backslide you, you lose your desire for the things of god okay there's no condemnation because Today is another day we get to do what God say. Now I'm just explaining to you what the devil has done to you so we can be aware of his tactics and his devices and we can just simply repent and get up and go on. 
and shut these doors. And, I'm, you know, as I'm saying these things, I pray that the Holy Spirit reveal to you the doors that are open in your life so we can shut those doors. OK, because what's in us, he's tempting us with what's already in us. So again, as we delight ourselves in the Lord, our desires will become his desires. This is why he will give us the desires of our heart, because as we delight ourselves in the Lord, it's going to change our desires. Because when we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, we're not delighting ourselves in the world. Spend time reading the word, praising, worship, just you know, put the music on in your house so you guys can, so we can rekindle the love relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can learn to love on God like God loves on us. Um, and some of us are in church and we're backslidden. Some of us are singing in the choir. Some of us are ushering. Some of us are teaching. We're backslidden. You say, how is that? Because it's like the word of God tells us. He said, you know what? You're worshiping me with your lips. You're doing your works. I see your works. But one thing I have against you, you have left your first love, he told the church of Ephesus. But here I'm saying to you is, um, he said, you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You're going through the motions, but you're not really in, you're doing the mission and you're going through the motions, but on the inside, that's all it is. It's just works because works without relationship equals religion. So we must spend time delighting ourselves in the Lord to develop that love relationship. We have to spend time with God to fall in love with God, right? Don't We have to spend time with your spouse. You have to spend time with your friends. You have to spend time with something in order to fall in love with it. So we got love on the Lord like God loves on you. Rekindle that relationship. God is married to the backslider. So just come back to the Father's house. Okay, so um, here we go. Matthews 4 and 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city. Again, we're reading this again. And set him on the pinnacle of the temple. If, if, testing his identity. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels uh, concerning you. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your feet against the stone. Jesus replied, It is also written, there he comes back with the word. It's a word war, you guys. We have to speak the word when the devil comes with his word. Okay, this this is Jesus actually doing spiritual warfare. He has a shield of faith up and he's quenching those fiery darts, those lies that the devil is hurling towards him, trying to take the word out of context. He's trying to test him um, to get him to do what he wants to do. If you're really the son of God, then you can do this. If you say God really loves you, then you can go pick up that snake. That's foolishness. Why would you go pick up a snake if God didn't tell you to pick up a snake? Don't test God. He doesn't have to do what we want him to do. But we do. We are called to conform to his image and likeness and to do what he asks us to do. That's foolishness. Right. Jesus replied, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. I don't have to do something, Satan, because you asked me to. I don't listen to you. Well, if you really say you know God, then you can do this. Or if you really, you know, always the that the pride of life is boastful. The devil, he's trying to tempt you by testing you to try to get you to do something that God didn't ask you to do. It's being boastful and prideful. Oh, I'll show them. Oh, I'm going to prove it to them. Um, it's not about proving anything to anybody except the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let the devil put you in a position of pride and envy and competition. That's all connected to competition and envy and pride. It's all rooted in pride. That's the pride of life. Um, Verse 8. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. All this I will give you, he said. If you fall down and worship me, what is it that the devil has promised you? Fun. If you come back and do this, I'm good. You're going to have so much fun. If you, you ain't got time for God because you need to work all these hours at work because that's the deceitfulness of riches. You, how many of you know that money has a voice and the Bible says many have, um, departed from the faith and, uh, pierced their souls with many sorrows chasing after riches. 
where money money has a voice and money says if you had more of me you would be happy if you had more of me you know you would do this and that and that and this is money talking if you'll bow down and worship me if you'll quit if you'll give up God for the world if you quit singing gospel for secular how many people have sold their souls for money this is why I say you're adulterer because we've when we switch gods because whatever takes the place of God in our lives become the God of our lives how many celebrities do you see have left church most of them come out of church and they go into secular gospel and you see all these problems because they have departed they have left their first love and this is the this is what the devil has said to them whether they realize it or not and not just them any of us when we're doing things that's illegal we're doing ill-gotten gain ill-gotten gain money gotten the wrong way that's the voice of that's the deceitfulness of riches saying hey if you'll get if you can get more money then you'll be somebody if you'll get more money then you can be with them, you can be in um, with the Joneses, whoever the Joneses are. I don't, I don't know. Don't really care because I don't have a style or I don't have none of that. I just wear what I like, and <laughs> that's just what it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna be me, be who God created me, me to be. That's where I find peace. And um, trying to be someone else, like someone else, you're not gonna find peace in that place. But. That's what the devil wants. He wants us to sell our soul. He wants us to bow down. He wants us to na- to denounce God by our lifestyle. If you bow down, if you come over here and, and go with me, come back out here and start back doing this. Come on, backslide with me, and um, and I'll give you all of this. When in fact the devil has nothing to offer. Come sell these drugs, and I'll give you these gold rims, and I'll give you these houses and all these cars. Come bow down and worship me. But Jesus said in verse 10, Matthew 4, 10, he said, Away from me, Satan, Jesus declared, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came to minister to him. Father, we thank you for your ministering angels coming to minister to us as we denounce um, those areas in our lives where the devil has gained access. Those areas, um, maybe some of you have backslidden. And so, Father, we thank you for sending ministering angels to minister words of encouragement unto those who are in the household of faith who have departed and left the Father's house. Yes, they've been going through the motions, and yes, they've been doing the missions, but, Father, in their heart, it was really far from you because they was not hungry for you. And a lot of us, we don't spend time in the Word. We're living off yesterday's manner. We know what the scripture says. There's no condemnation because the day is another day and we get to do what God say. It says the tempter came to him to say, if you are the son of God, turn these breads into stone. But Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then he says, that was the lust of the, um, the uh, lust of the eyes. The first one, no, no. This is the lust of the flesh because he was hungry. Verse 4. Verse 5 is the lust of the eyes where he took him up so he could see. The devil took him to the holy city and set him up on the pedestal of the temple. If you are the son of God, he took him up high. Again, the devil took him up very high and showed him all the kingdom of the world. And if he'll bow down and worship me, Jesus had to overcome the three temptations. What are the, these are the three temptations of Christ. The lust of the flesh, flesh, I'm sorry, he was hungry. The lust of the eyes, he tried to tempt him by what he could see. And the pride of life, by making him believe that if he did what he wanted him to do, that he would give him all of this. But our identity is not in the things that we have. What we have is not who we are. Um, I, I asked the question years ago, if, if what we do is who we are, who are we We can no longer do what we do? No, we are who God says we are. That's where we need to get our identity from. We need to get our identity from who Christ says we are. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ, the head and not the tail. We have been accepted and adopted by the beloved. Um, we're created in his image and his likeness. We're ambassadors of Christ. We're um ministers or reconciliators, pick up my book, Understand Identity in Christ. 
Um, this is a study guide. Like I said, it's on book. My books are all online at Amazon or Barnes and Nobles under Pearly Martin Books. We have to know who we are so the devil can't tempt us, uh, use our identity against us. So when we lose our fire for God, we lose our hunger for God. It's because we're craving the things of the world. Loving and desiring the things of the world more than God causes us to lose our desires for the things of God. Why is the love of the Father not in us when we love the world? Because it takes our heart away from God and causes us to seek the things of the world. Right? Because when we lose our desire for the things of God, it's because we're desiring the things of the world. The, we want the lust of the flesh. I mean, I want to do what my flesh wants to do. The lust of the eyes. Uh, when we're tempted by the things that we can see, the devil's holding up something here. Look here. You want this? If you want this, if you want to be with Joe, you got to give up. You got to give up God. If you want to be with Betty, you got to give up God. I'm just using this. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. You know, trying to make you be prideful and boastful outside of God. These are the things. This is the love of the world. This is what it means when he said, love not the world, nor the things of the world. For if you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. Right? This is First John 2.15. Please read it. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world only the world offers only a craving for physical pleasures, a craving for everything you see in pride and our achievements and possessions. That's uh, the, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. That's the lust of the flesh, a craving for everything you see. That's the lust of the eyes and the pride in our achievements and possessions. That's the pride of life. King James version calls it that the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Again, that's First John two fifteen. Read that. This is why we're we've lost our love for the, for the Father. This is why we lost our fire and our desire for the things of God because we're loving the things of the world. This is why we have no hunger for the W O R D. Is because we we're we're full of the W O R L D. And there's no condemnation because today is another day we get to repent um, from those things that 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 causes us to be lose our fire and our hunger for the things of God. So why is the love of the Father not in us when we love the world? Because it takes our heart away from God and causes us to seek the things of the world, right? This is why Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so all these things will be added unto us. So God is saying, look, I need you to seek first the kingdom of God in Matthew 13 and 6. I need you to seek me first because if you're not seeking me first, you're going to be seeking you're going to you're going to be seeking the things of the world above the things of God. So when we're putting God on the back burner, putting him on the shelf and said, "No, God, wait here, I got this. I'll be back for you." But first I got I don't got time right now though. I don't got time. You know, I'm working all these hours and stuff and all. We we talking about the God that gave us the job. We don't have time. We don't have time for that. Okay, um no condemnation. I'm just trying to bring it home so we can get a good look at uh, a good look at it, okay? I'm just trying to bring it up close because the spirit of deception is a strong spirit. So what's your, what's, what has changed your appetite? What's changed? What are you, what are you hungry, hungering for? What are you hungry for? The things of the world? Or are you hungry for, for the things of God? Jesus tells us, Seeking after the things of the world, it takes our focus off God and his word. And this is why Jesus tells us, Matthew 13, 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What things is Jesus talking about? The things of the world that leads our that leads us astray from him. He said, don't seek, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, what things? He's talking about, the food, the clothes. He knows what we have need of. He, he clothed the lilies of the field. He feeds the birds of the air. God knows that we have natural needs. He's, he's saying, I don't, don't run off from me trying to get these things for, for yourself. I need you because see the provisions are in the will of God. So when we get in the will of God, everything that we need for the journey, everything that we need to fulfill the way of God is in the will of God. Everything that we need to do the will of God Is going to be in the will of God. 
Don't that make sense? That if God asks us to do something, he's going to give us whatever it is that we need for the journey. We're not, don't take no coat, don't take no shoes, don't take no money, don't do any of that. I'm using that illustration purposes to say, God is going to give you what you need for the journey. He's going to give you what you need for the assignment. And the reason a lot of us are struggling is because we're not chasing after the will of God. We're chasing after the things of the world. And so the Bible said that the way of the transgressor is hard. So when I'm trying to do things my way, then he doesn't have to anoint that. He don't have to grace me to do what I want to do. God graces us to do what he wants us to do. So when we're seeking after the things of the world, it's causing us to um, uh, try to serve two masters. We can't serve two masters. We either going to hate one and love the other or else we'll be loyal to one and despise the other. So this is why we're, we can't serve two. When we hang with the world, we're going to be with the world. We're going to have divided loyalty. This is why he said, you know what? You worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me because you're trying to serve two masters. There's no condemnation. You're trying to do the works of the Lord, but on the inside, your heart is not there. We can't serve two masters. My lips are moving, but my heart is far from him. He said, you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. What is it that's taking the place of God in your life? Because whatever takes the place of God in our lives become the God of our lives. What is it that's, that killed your hunger, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life? These are the things that's causing us to lose our love for God. Um, the Amplified Bible, Matthew 13, 6 says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, or strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given unto you. These things, food, clothing, shelter, God knows what we need. God is concerned about our natural needs. We have not a high priest who's not touched by the feelings of our infirmity. God, Jesus cares about us. God cares about us. He, can, he knows that we have natural needs. He, he fed the multitude with the two fish, two fish and five loaves. After he finished ministering to them spiritually, he fed them physically. God is interested in our physical needs. Jesus tells us this. In Matthew 13, read Matthew 13. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Do I not clothe the lilies of the field and I be feed, the, be, uh, feed the birds of the air? You know, surely we're more important to God than they are. And he still takes care of them. And the same way, if you know, he didn't create us and make us for failure. We're God, it's God, we're here because it was God's ideal. And it's God's responsibility to take care of us and provide for us because God is not a dad beat father. He's our Abba father, and he really is a good, good father. So we have to trust in him to take care of us. But he said, I need you to trust me, to follow me, because I'm trying to lead you into beside the still waters. I'm trying to lead you into the quiet, a place of peace. But in order to follow my lead, you have to walk in fellowship with my word. Because when we don't care about what God wants, when we do what we want, it's because we don't care about what God wants. And, and I know that's a hard word, but we have to say the truth because deception is a hard spirit. It, that, that, that spirit is a, it's built around our belief systems. And, and what we did, uh, the spirit of deception, it justifies our wrong behaviors. And so we have to undo the, just, the justifications. And there's no condemnation, but we're just trying to dig up some things that the devil has put in us, these mindset strongholds to lead us to believe that the wrong way is the right way, that evil is good and good is evil. No, God is good. So when we lose our hunger for God and our desires for the things of God, it's because we're desiring the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And the way we rekindle that relationship the way we change our desires from the world desires to God's desires is by delighting ourselves in the Lord. And as we delight ourselves in the Lord, the Bible says he will give us the desires of our heart. Why? Because as we delight ourselves in the Lord, our desires will become his desires. There's absolutely no way we can live in the presence of the Lord. Get in the presence of the Lord. Take pleasure in the Lord.
and our desires come out being what our flesh wants and not what God wants. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. We won't have to be out here chasing after the things of the world. It will seek first the kingdom of God and, and chase after, uh, seek God through his word. The provisions are in the will of God. Will you allow God to shepherd you? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But the question is, will you allow God to shepherd you? I'm getting ready to uh, end it here. Um, but James 4, I'm, I'm almost out of time, but James 4 says, you adulterer, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Why is this? Because when we're not at seeking first the kingdom of God, we're seeking first the things of the world. We look to the world to supply our needs instead of our Jehovah Jireh. Whatever takes the place of God in our lives become the God of our lives. But there is no condemnation because today, Father, we come before you and we repent and we say that we're sorry. Lord, we say we're sorry. James 4 and 5, it says, Do you think that the scripture have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that he's a jealous God, that the spirit he has placed within us should be fruitful should be fruitful to him. When we're craving, this is the NLT belief, I believe. It says when we're craving and lusting after the things of the world, it causes us not to be faithful in our relationship with God. This is why I say you're adulterer. Because we cannot serve God in the world. We cannot serve God in the mammon. God said, I must be first place. Seek first the kingdom. Verse 6, James 5 and 6. And he gives gracious grace graciously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, those who don't care about what he wants, those who are bent on living life their own way. God is not going to help us to do what we want to do. God will help us to do what he wants to do. This is why it's hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. When, As a sinner, when I was living my life outside of Jesus Christ, that was a hard life because God was not gracing me. He still loved me. I don't get that wrong. But he wasn't helping me to do evil. But, but God's give, he gives grace to the humble, those who admit that they need him, those who are willing to walk in fellowship with him, those who are willing to surrender their will for God's will. God is saying, I'll grace you. I'm going to help you. Verse 7, so humble yourselves before God. This is the answer. We got to humble ourselves before God. Then we can resist the devil. And he will definitely have to flee from us because how many of you know that when we're doing what God wants, we're not doing what the devil wants, which is causing us to resist his will. When we submit to God's will, we resist the devil's will. What about that? So verse 8 says, James, uh, eight, uh, it says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let, your, let there be tears for what you have done and let there be sorrow. How many of you know that godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation? So when we're sorry to God, the word says godly sorrow worketh repentance. Whatever has taken the place of God in your life, the, the TV, the food, the relationships, the friendships, you know why we have lost our hunger for God. Just because we talk about God don't mean we have not lost our hunger for God. The religious, the Pharisees, the scribes and the Pharisees, they had a form of godliness. They talked about God, but they didn't have a relationship with God. Are you just talking about the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you talking about God, but you don't know God? Because when we know God, we will live for God. Because God said the way, and when we love God, we're going to do what he said. Because Jesus said, why do you, uh, to, if you love me, obey me. But there's no condemnation because today we get to repent. And Father, we come before you today and we say we're sorry. We repent of our wicked, evil ways, Father. We, we, we're sorry for not caring about what you care about. We're sorry for being drawn away by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We're sorry, Father, for not trusting you. We're sorry for not having confidence in your, your love for us. Because you said um, perfect love casts out fear. And when we are afraid, we don't trust you. When we are afraid, we we say that you are a liar. We're afraid to let you, we don't think that you can provide for us. But Father, we surrender today, this day, and we say that we're sorry. And we come back to you, Lord God. We return back to our first love. And Father, here we are. Today we will begin by delighting ourselves in you, Lord God, so we can rekindle 
our love relationship with you. In Jesus' name, thank you for your hunger, Father. Thank you for your desire. Thank you for your fresh fire, for your fresh anointing, resting and selling upon your people. And Father, I thank you for ministering angels, ministering angels, ministering to your people, restoring them, restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the hunger that that nothing will be able to quench, quench, but a relationship with you, Father. Nothing can take your place. In Jesus' name I pray. You guys share this podcast, and I pray that we have all prayed that prayer of repentance. And today is a